Welcome to the Wedding CEO Podcast, where we discuss all things marketing, sales, and scaling, so you can become the CEO of your life and business. I'm Alora Rochelle, and I've been a wedding photographer for over a decade, and now I'm sharing all of my secrets so you can stop sacrificing your time and make more money like a CEO. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode on the Wedding CEO Podcast. I am so excited to dive into something that I kind of created myself, and I Googled it to make sure it wasn't a thing, because I always have these ideas, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never heard of this before. It has to be original. And then I go on Pinterest, or I go on Google, and I'm like, oh, somebody already coined it. So I can't even trademark this, can I? Anyway, I call it the soft CEO, because I've noticed something There is a trend about the soft life because as you have noticed, there has been a crash and burn of hustle culture and the girl boss movement. And as somebody who stepped into entrepreneurship during the girl boss movement, I can attest that we tired. (laughs) We are tired. Oh my goodness. You realize that in business, if you want to be able to sustain something at the rate that you're going at the speed you're going, it's going to never end. There's no end in sight. And so for those of us who read the book, seen the experience, felt it, it was kind of like a women can do everything men can like times a thousand, right? Being like, we want to be the breadwinners. We want to do these. And listen, none of those things are wrong. I rode the train. I did. But now I'm like, no, thanks. (laughs) I have recently let go of my wedding photography business. And it has been such a relieving thing because I was managing two businesses for three years with two kids. Insane. I personally think that if you're a wedding photographer and you've already hit the six-figure mark and you're like, what is next for me? My biggest advice would be don't do the educator wedding part forever. Like let your wedding income eventually funnel in and support income-wise when you decide to make that full pivot. But maybe this is just kind of for moms or people that just want to keep their social life too. But they are two different animals. They are completely two different audiences. One minute I'm selling to my brides and why they should hire me. The next minute I'm selling to photographers and why they should purchase whatever it is that I'm teaching. Like it's two different audiences, two different dream clients, two different everything. Sales strategies, wedding photography business, for the most part, besides you having to go to the physical wedding, A lot of that stuff can be automated. You can outsource your editing. You can automate the workflow process. You can even have a VA manage the email inbox for you. And all you do is show up, you shoot, and you send everything off, right? It is not the case with the education business. We'll just say online business. The online business model is so much more nuanced. There is so many things that you can do. There are so many things you can sell. There are so many ways to sell it. There are so many different strategies and you can play with all of them. And you can think, well, this one doesn't work. This one does. And everyone's going to tell you like, just stop doing this. Don't do that. And really, it's kind of like what works for you at the end of the day. All the strategies work for everyone. And it's just like having to decide which one works for you. And so managing those two businesses for three years, and I felt like I never got a break ever. My brain was always on. It was like, did my client get this? I want to make sure that the images are almost done for this wedding. And now I have to make sure that I'm updating the wedding CEO or I need to be doing this or I need to be building my email list and all these other things. And we'll talk about that stuff too because I'm going to be offering VIP days next year. And I'm so, so, so excited because this is something I've always wanted to do, but I never had the time because I was still 
you know, dealing with the other side of my wedding business. But now I can really devote it to helping wedding photographers if they want to build an associate team and they just want three straight hours with me and we're going to like work it, outline it, strategize it together in person. Can't wait. Literally can't wait. So the other thing is also launching a course, launching the online business or slowly pivoting into education because they have plans to grow a family. They have plans to travel the world. Maybe they just don't want to sacrifice their weekends at all. You know, I mean, you can get to a point where it's like, oh, I can sacrifice 10 weekends a year because I'm charging 10K and still making six figures. But, you know, at the end of the day, you might end up just not wanting to shoot weddings at all. So there's that. I mean, there's just so many things. There really is. But I'm really excited to be able to help people with VIP days concerning that. But back to the soft CEO life of being the in-between of the soft life. And I don't want to say girl boss, but just like being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, because this isn't like necessarily tailored to women or men. And so here's the definition of soft life. The soft life refers to a lifestyle of comfort and relaxation with minimal stress or challenges. Some people like to reference this in terms of wealth and luxury, while others interpret it as simplified life, unburdened from stress and responsibilities. And when I tell you the soft CEO is going to be relaxation and revenue, okay? Let me make my little shmoney, but I also want to have a life but I also want to go on vacation. But my business needs to be somewhat, if not mostly, on automation. I don't think that we need to do 50 million strategies at once. Maybe we should just focus on like two or three at a time and have slow growth versus explosion growth, which is another point that I want to make is that a lot of people, when they pivot into the online business or start in the online business and it explodes, they take a forever sabbatical. I think just alone in this year, I've seen some industry leaders walk away from their business. And I remember me and Vanessa Lau were in the same program. And, you know, we were talking about building our first course and what that would look like. And then she took off from YouTube and went on to this huge success. But because of the content creation wheel that she created for herself, it wasn't able to be sustainable. And she left. So that was insane. And then Hillary Rushford, I remember when she was teaching free Instagram classes many times a day. And she literally taught me how to use Instagram back in early, oh, it was probably 2015. And she taught me like how to just aesthetically organize your grid and all these other things. And I didn't even know about aesthetics back then. I was young. I just like, redove back into my business because I left my wedding photography business and then I came back and then built it up and then it exploded. So I had to write her a message be like, hey, I owe you everything because you literally taught me how to have an aesthetic feed that actually made my Instagram profile go viral years ago that changed my business forever. And she's also shutting down her business because she's focusing on family. And I'm just trying to figure out what is the answer to being able to have it all? Do you have to be crazy successful and have this crazy, unsustainable, constantly working business? Or can you have the minimal stress and challenges? Can you have a simplified life, but a relatively unburdened business model? Can you still be the CEO of your business, be satisfied with not making eight figures a year and having this crazy intense business? Or are you okay with settling for what you need? And that goes to my point of like gratitude and contentment. 
you have to get to a place where you stop subscribing to this. I don't want to say it's unattainable, but how much are you willing to sacrifice for an unattainable, impossible goal? I do believe in impossible goals. I do. I think that if you plan something so intense and you somehow land in the middle, like it's still going to be a huge win. But I personally, and I guess this is me being spicy in my podcast. I usually don't say too many things that are like unpopular opinions, but I just think that the way that people are making a million dollars is kind of unsustainable. And I learned after I hustled to burnout nearly about four years ago, I realized a couple of things. I wasn't necessarily content and I always wanted more. I neglected people in my personal life, my friends and family. Nobody even knew what the heck I was doing and neither did I. I was kind of just invested in my business. My business was my life. And that's another thing. I don't believe that we are so surface level that our business needs to be absolutely everything to us because it's work. Like, where's the rest? Where's the rest and relaxation? (laughs) Okay. I need some R&R. It's easy to say in the 90s. But I just believe that we need to stop chasing the dollar on a string and like realize what's really important. I'm not panning on money. I'm not because my program teaches you how to make money. But we also teach you how to be the CEO. We also teach you how to do less and make so much more. Listen, I'm the queen of shortcuts. How can I skip this? How can I jump ahead? I don't believe that you need to hustle forever. I do think that to get something off the ground, you do have to work hard. Yes. The soft life, and this is where the soft life I feel like is broken to me, is like, I just want to have a simple life and I don't, I just want constant comfort and relaxation, which is not realistic. Life is not always comfortable and relaxed, you know? So that's why I think the two together, though, I think could be a dynamic duo. It could really be something. And so that is really what my vision is going to be for next year is being like, okay, you've done a lot and let's scale back, look at what's working and ditch what's not working and stop making things that aren't working fit in your life. You know, next year, I really want to celebrate me and my husband's 10 year anniversary. And I want to be able to take a couple of weeks off of work and think everything is going so well because my systems are so in place. My students are getting wins. They're making money. And also I'm able to take a vacation. (laughs) Not that I thought that I couldn't, but I just want to build a business model that can allow that. So which goes into my next point of work-life harmony. And that's something that a concept we really teach inside of my program, the wedding CEO is having work-life harmony is like, okay, you have your work, you work so you can have a life, right? And then you live so you can have harmony because work-life balance is almost an unattainable goal. Like, especially for me, because I have kids is like, there may be some times where my kids are sick and I don't get work done for two days and I'm making sure my kids are okay. But the work-life harmony is kind of like, I can afford to take two days off work because I plan and schedule a lot in advance. Like, I don't even know when this episode's going to go live, but just know that I probably recorded it three to four weeks ago. And so having systems that serve you and automations and workflows, it's like, if something were to happen to you, would the business still run itself? Basically, that's what I'm saying. And then another thing I want to talk about are like business boundaries. When it comes to business boundaries, this all goes into what this whole podcast is about, but there are times where you just got to shut it off. All right, it's this time or this project is done. Oh, I finished this project early. Don't add another two or three tasks. Let's just call it. The day is done. 
Is there anything else I need to get done in my personal life? Is there someone that I can go to brunch with or whatever the case, whatever it is? Or do I just want to go out to eat by myself? Because I love going out to eat by myself and getting some sushi. That is my R&R, honestly. But business boundaries is essentially, I'm not answering calls on this day after this time or Fridays. Fridays, I necessarily don't work. I might do something that I like, but I'm not going to be doing content creation, scheduling, strategy, CEO days, like getting... No, I'm not doing that on a Friday. I'm getting anything done in like my house. I'm probably doing some decor. I'm probably painting. I mean, let's be real. I've been taking a lot of days off of work just to paint because painting is so therapeutic for me. And decorating my house is so therapeutic for me. That is like my new outlet. When we got our first home, And I finished all the interior design in like two years or maybe three years. And I was like, oh, now I don't have anything artistic to do. Like that's my outlet. That's my hobby. You know, interior design is what I live for. So anyway, these are all the things that can contribute basically to having a soft CEO life. Gratitude and contentment, understanding work-life harmony and how things kind of all work together, not necessarily in the schedule. They just kind of work. They do what they do. And then business boundaries are important. Or you will always be working all the time. Now, I can't guarantee that your brain's going to turn off when you're done with work because I still get ideas on a Saturday and I have to write them down in my notebook or I'll forget them because they're usually really, really good. But do you want to know why I always get ideas on a Saturday? Because I'm not working. Because I'm not working. And that's another thing too. If you set aside, which I think there was a statistic, I shared a meme a couple weeks ago being like, Something about like not working at least once a week or something is like good for the soul. Now I got to find it. I don't know. And my memory is trash. Honestly, it's garbage. But the point being is you just, your brain needs to take a break too. What about your brain? Doesn't your brain need a break? Like your body needs a break, but what about your brain? Do you need to strategize all the time? Can't you just take a day where we're like, we're just going to call it. We're just going to, we're done. We're done, you know? And so Saturdays are that for me. Fridays, I still get things done, but it's not necessarily business but I'm still probably doing something because I don't think I can ever just sit down and exist. I'm always like, ah, I think something needs to be done. I need to be doing something. Somebody's laundry needs to be done. Something, you know? But all that to say is like business boundaries are important. And having non-negotiables and being like, I'm going to have at least two more new hobbies, like reading. I think my goal was to read like 20 books. And what I used to do you know, this is how I used to like try to cheat my happiness is I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm reading business books. Like I'm still learning. I'm so much better than you because I'm smart. I'm learning strategies while I have my hobby. And now I'm like, strictly no business books. Strictly no business books. Just unplugging, getting away from blue light, in my opinion, which is just not good for us. And reading a good old book that takes you to another world And you worry about the characters and whether or not they're going to find true love or whatever. I feel like that is just another way to unwind. But what was I saying? I'm saying that when you stop working or when you take a break or you take a day, who knows, even a few hours, your brain can naturally fall into that creative flow. And that's the thing that really gets you your million dollar ideas, if you will. And then the other thing that really contributes to a soft CEO life is having Quarterly goals and yearly strategies. I am a planner through and through. That is why my VIP days will be more stressed on how to plan your next three months in just three hours. And we're just going to plan your quarter, whether it's the content creation, the marketing, the strategy, 
Maybe you're the person that's in the way and you just need mindset stuff, right? Reframes. Sometimes you just have to talk it out. I know mindset reframe, reframes are just insane. Like you'll be like, I had no idea I thought that, but now that I'm saying it out loud, it makes sense, you know? But having a plan and just only 12 goals, maybe 12 goals a year, one goal a month, or however you decide to organize that, maybe not even that, you know, even 10 is fine, honestly. But just making sure that you're moving forward in some way, shape, or fashion at the speed that you want to, because don't forget the soft part. But the CEO part is to make sure that you can relax because you know it's taken care of. You know the plan. You know you have 12 months to achieve this goal. And if not, you can always move it to next year. I am never hard on myself about a goal that wasn't accomplished in 12 months because I also have a lot of goals. And I'm always like, I mean, it's only like 14, you know, or I'll squeeze like two and be like, this is only one goal essentially because it's marketing. But you can always just move it. I mean, what's the race? What's the race? You know, what's the rush? I just think it's good to have a plan. It's good to know, not be clueless about everything and don't let just stuff happen to you. Make sure you're moving things forward, but at a pace that feels good, that's sustainable, that won't burn you out. I feel like after the crash and burn of this girl boss, movement, everyone is kind of like, yeah, we don't want to hustle anymore. We want shortcuts. We want done for you. We want VIP days. That's what I want. If I'm going to pay for something, I just want it done in a day. Can I get done in a day, please? I got stuff to do. Or I don't want to spend six months planning this. Can we just do this tomorrow? Can we do it yesterday? Keep it moving, right? So these are just the things that I'm thinking about. And these are just the thoughts of why I think the soft life is the next trend right now. We went so far forward and now everybody wants to go far backward. But what if we could just fall somewhere in the middle? You can be an entrepreneur, but maybe you have a product like a digital product shop. You know, maybe you create a course that you just sell over and over and then you make updates as you go. Maybe you sell presets, something that you put together once and you just, like I said, sell over and over. Like, What can we do that contributes to this soft CEO life that is more sustainable and attainable? How can you make money and still be happy, but also be thankful and not try to have a nine-figure business, you know? I just, that's me personally. And if you're somewhere like, I don't want to do this, but I still want to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to go back to my nine-to-five. Or maybe people, a lot of people liked going to their nine-to-five because it was secure. And I have nothing like bad to say about that because if we're going to be honest entrepreneurs, half the time we think about going to a nine to five because it's less work. We can leave work at work and not have to take it with us everywhere. You know, so many times I'm always like, oh, wouldn't it be nice just to work a nine to five? I don't know what I would do, but <laughs> work a nine to five and just be able to just take my paycheck, not have to worry about paying other people, not have to worry about setting aside money you know, to pay myself and putting the rest back into the business, just being like, take my little check, do my little thing, leave my tasks at work and live my life. I will never, ever, ever, ever knock the nine to five thing again because I was caught up in the girl boss movement of being like, everybody should be entrepreneurs. And I do believe that the freedom is there, but it's always what works for you. Is that something you want to do? And I taught a class before a couple of years ago How do you know you want to be an entrepreneur? And I was just naming all the things. Are you okay with doing everything for a couple of years? Are you okay with building something from the ground up? Are you okay with investing for a long time? 
Do you want to hire people? Do you want to be a leader or do you just want to do the bare minimum? Be honest with yourself, know yourself, and then you can make the decision. Writing down what are your non-negotiables? Do you not want to have to stress anymore? Entrepreneurship is 80% stress, you know, but there's the pros and cons of both. Honestly, this is more of like a coffee chat of like my thoughts on the soft movement versus the girl boss movement versus the hustle culture. And I'm just saying that there could be another way and just telling yourself like, well, I just want to be a soft CEO. I want everything, but I'm going to just be comfy while I do it. Or I'm just going to make enough and be content. Or you can just go all the way, do all the things, live all your life. But for me, after being in entrepreneurship for 12 years as a wedding photographer, and then like the three years juggling the educator online business, you know, course creation part, I really feel I want to have a slower season and I really want to work on long form content. I really want to dive into mastering SEO. I'm just going to say CEO. See, here I go. And just kind of working on strategies that aren't just short form content. I do think that people are getting a little tired of short form content. And I left threads for a while and then I came back and I love it. I love threads again. It was a little like trying to figure out like the first day of school, like, okay, what's the vibe? Like, what's the teacher like? What are the students like? Can I make a friend? Threads is like girl Twitter is what somebody said. And I wholeheartedly agree. But yeah, I'm listening to the talk. I'm reading the threads and people are just kind of like, yeah, we just don't want to work hard anymore at 500%. Like no more level 100. We're like level 55. (laughs) I mean, I just made that up now. But so if you're in this season of just trying to configure like where you're at in your life, and maybe you're in the point where you're like, okay, things are slowing down. Slow season is here. What do I want to focus on? How do I want to go? At what speed do I want to go? What kind of crazy goals do I want? Just know like in this season, it is just okay to listen to yourself. I always say, listen to your body. If you get migraines and headaches all the time, your body's tired, your brain's tired, okay? Your body will tell you what's wrong every time. If you're like getting dizzy and stuff, your body's done. (laughs) What can we do? Justice for your body and brain, okay? (laughs) What can we do to make sure that we build something sustainable where we're happy, our team is happy, our business is running well, everything feels good. Like that's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. So that's my goal for 2024. I just wanted to share that with you. There's just a couple of thoughts that I had. These were literally, listen, I don't even have a script, y'all. I literally have four bullet points in front of me. (laughs) That's it. So that's me on a riff, (laughs) unhinged version. But I hope you liked this episode. And I will see you next week and pretty soon in the new year. If you want to join the waitlist for VIP days, when we launch it, it will be at a pilot price. And then we're going to raise the price because of all the intensive work that it is. So if you want to be the first to know, get those three slots. Definitely get on the waitlist. I cannot wait to see you, serve you, and help you plan your next three months in just three hours. Wait, don't 
don't go yet. If you love today's episode, I would love if you took five seconds to leave a rating and a five-star review. If you do, send me a DM so I can give you a virtual hug and of course, a shout out. Now, if you're ready to grow your photography business, I invite you to join the waitlist for The Wedding CEO. The Wedding CEO is my signature program for wedding photographers who are ready to make 100K with half of their weekends free. You're ready to finally book higher ticket weddings so you can spend your time freely, whether it's creating more income strings, being present with family and friends, or just working less like a CEO is supposed to. Join the waitlist for when we open the doors on February 22nd, 2024. If you've seen my Instagram, then you'll know we have students making five-figure months, launching their dream brands, doubling their prices, taking vacations, and more, which are lifetime skills that you can take with you even if you decide to leave the industry. Link in the show notes. I'll see you inside.